So, uh, welcome once again, everyone, uh, here today uh, on this uh, wonderful, beautiful and warm Sunday here at Lord of Grace. Uh, I've been, I was realizing the other day that I've, I've lived in Tucson as long, well, longer than I've lived in any other place, uh, and I've lived in the current house longer than I've lived in any other house, and I've been in my house 18 years now, and my house is hitting that age where everything starts to break or need fixing, and it's at that age where it's starting to need some of the big fixes. Uh, it was built in 1995, and uh, so we're having to do certain things like we're having to do the painting, uh, roof repairs, a lot of the same stuff we're doing here at the church, and it started... Uh, it started for us this year with our pipes. I finally decided to get our pipes replaced. I know it's not very sexy. It's not as sexy as granite countertops or these kind of things. But our house was installed with those polybutylene pipes. Those little, they were like hoses. They were the latest, greatest thing in the 90s. And they turned out they break a lot. Ours never broke. Uh, but I had neighbors who'd come home from vacation and you know their house was a fish tank a foot deep. Uh, some of them. So I finally got, took advantage of some financing before the interest rates shot up again. And I got started getting some of this stuff done. Well, you know what happens? In order to fix your pipes, in order to fix the pipes, you have to cut through the walls, right? And so then you start cutting walls so you've got big holes in your walls everywhere. And what do you have to do when you have holes in the walls? You have to respackle. Then you have to repaint. So next thing you know, we're repainting the whole house because there's wall, those pipes go all over the place. So now we're fixing walls. Well, then while we're painting, it's kind of like, well, at this point, now we've got to move everything off the walls to paint it. And then we decided, well, now let's do the floors too because they're really old and they're breaking. Uh, the tiles are literally starting to come off. I don't know how well the good they were in the first place, but our whole house when we bought it was tiled with white grout. I mean, white grout. You tend to forget that in our house, that it was once upon a time white, till you move some furniture out of the way and then you see where it was. The original owners did not have five kids. But anyways, the house is a mess. And it's been a mess for months and months now. And it, it's, it's because I've got all this stuff off my walls, I got my garage filled with all the stuff that was in my house. Uh, and of course, when the tile finally arrives, we'll get all the stuff out of the house. It'll just be a lot of fun. It's been a big mess. And in all of this, in all of this, one of the things I've missed, partly you, you realize how much you miss things on your walls, how sort of spare and cold a house feels like when you don't have it. But one of the other things I've really missed is being able to have people over and be social. Uh, COVID was a big part of that for a long time. It also gave me a little bit of cover. You know, I didn't have to, you know, it wasn't safe and whatnot. Um, but now, that's not really as much the case. Uh, now it's more me being self-conscious about the state of the house. Me being self-conscious about what people are going to think. Um, you know, and, the, and then the work, right? If someone comes over, I feel like I have to clean everything up. Uh, and... Uh, uh, you know, and when you're the pastor, of course, you worry, oh, they're going to say, are they going to judge you? Well, the pastor, you know, pastor can't clean his house. Can he clean the church? You know, can he, you know, these kind of things. So you get all self-conscious about this. So we haven't had people over. We haven't had soccer parties. We haven't had birthday parties. 
We haven't had barbecues. And I've been letting the state of the house get in the way of all that. Um, and it's kind of funny. You know, I think about this, how we are with our houses, and we are self-conscious like this. And I remember back to my grandpa. He was a pastor, and it was kind of expected that he would just randomly stop by people's houses for coffee. Uh, I remember my dad doing some of that too, just be driving by. It's like, well, you know, while we're in the neighborhood, let's go stop by Mrs. Johnson's house. So we, we would just stop by and pull up to the driveway and, and, Mrs. J- and, and say hi. And of course, we'd always get invited in for a cup of coffee, which in the Midwest turned into a pot of coffee, which then was followed by 45 minutes of slowly walking your way out to the car to say goodbye to people. And not only was it not considered an imposition, but it was almost considered, it was considered a good thing. Like, look, look at what a friendly pastor you are. You just dropped by uh, on a whim. What a great guy. It was almost expected. Expected. I can't even imagine what would happen if I did that these days. Right? Just to stop by without even calling ahead? I mean, we are so private and guarded in our world, you don't even call people ahead. You text them to get permission to call them, to get permission to stop by, right? I get told this by my kids. You don't just call people, because then you're demanding my time. You're just taking my time away from me. You, You have to let me know you're calling. And I was like, wow. I can't even imagine what would happen if I just stopped by somebody's house some morning. You know, I'm like, eh, things are a little quiet. I'll just go visit so-and-so and knock on the door, right? And then, first of all, I get an answer, and then, you know, everyone's got to check their nest, you know, to find out if it's a porch, Amazon porch pirate. And then be coming in like, oh, pastor, I'm not, I'm just in my sweatpants. I can't have you in. I'm, 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 I can't visit people. I'm on my way to Walmart. Walmart jokes that too much? Can't make a Walmart, Walmart sweatpants joke. Okay. And then I think, and then I think like, man, back in the 50s, did everybody just always have their house clean all the time? If you look at those old vacuum commercials from the 50s, you see them, they always got women in dresses. The housewives are always in full dresses while they're vacuuming. Who puts on a dress to vacuum? I, not, I've never seen that. Um, Maybe they did in the 50s. You have to correct me if I, you know, I wasn't there. But we keep distance. We keep so much distance from people. We stay so guarded, right, in our homes. You want to meet someone, it it always was like, well, why don't you meet me at Starbucks? Of course, it used to be meet me at Starbucks at Arizona Pavilions. Then they got rid of all their seats. Now it's meet me at Starbucks up at Twin Peaks, right? They literally get rid of your seats. If you want to eat, eat down there, you've got to sit out in the sun. Right? It's just a glorified Dutch Brothers with a bad turnaround. All right, I'll, I'll quit griping about my losing my Starbucks seating. But, right? We, we, we're, so, we, we're so worried about the appearance that we do everything at third-party places. You know, we used to have soccer parties. We'd get to the end of the soccer season, and someone would have a pool, and they'd invite all the kids over for the pool party. Now everything has to be at Peter Piper Pizza. You know, so you can go eat your pizza and come home and sanitize your hands from all the grease on everything. I'm like, I'd much rather look at your laundry. But I sit and I wonder. I wonder if all this is causing us 
to miss out on friendships, community connections, relationships, because we're so worried about having to have things perfect first. Or that, that we're, we're, and we're so worried about this that we'd rather risk being more alone and having less connection and having fewer nights where everybody just comes over and grabs a beer and throws, cooks up some hot dogs, that we're so worried about it that we miss out. That we're missing out on friendships because we're more worried they'll judge us by the laundry basket. And then you realize, I had this realization too. People will stop over and I'll say like, hey, we got this package for you, just drop by. So they'll drop by and I'll say, hey, why don't you come in? And then I'll apologize for the look of the house. And then I'll go a week later and go, well, I can't have them over. The house isn't clean. And then I'll go, wait, I, they just were in the house last week and they saw my 17 baskets of laundry. Because when you have seven people in the house, you are never done with laundry. I'm like, why do I care so much? Why am I so worried about this? But that's something we do. We miss out on friendships and relationships and all sorts of things because we're so worried about wanting to get things in order first, about lining everything perfect first before we engage in it. Not just in our cleanliness, we do this with everything. But the truth is people come into our lives on God's time and on God's schedule and these aren't things you can plan. Who you run into and the Gospels. And we, we got this gospel story today. Martha and Mary. It's the first time we encounter Martha and Mary in the gospels. We will see them again. They're the two whose brother Lazarus is the one that dies and Jesus raises again. Martha will also be the one that will anoint Jesus with oil, wash his feet with oil. But all that's going to come later. This is the first time we run into Martha and Mary. And it says Jesus showed up in town and then Martha invited him in. And uh, we know that Jesus stopped by their house a lot, probably. It was outside Jerusalem, probably his operating base, whatever. So, comes in, Martha invites Jesus in. And then, Jesus comes into the house, and Martha disappears. And Jesus ends up spending all his time uh, talking with Mary. And Martha then gets upset at Mary, because Mary's not helping her with the house cleaning and getting things ready. So then what does Mary do? She goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, tell her to come and help me. I'm like, why don't you just tell your sister yourself, come and help me? But maybe she just got, maybe after the years she realized there was no point in trying to give her sister orders, it didn't work. Maybe I'll bring Jesus in on it. She'll listen if Jesus tells her to do the dishes, right? But she sits there, and it doesn't say what exactly Martha was doing, just said it, it just says she was distracted by many things. That's the phrase. She was distracted by many things. And uh, Jesus, instead of telling Mary, or instead of telling Mary, go back into the kitchen, he tells Martha, look, he kind of gives the opposite answer. He says, look, you know, you should be spending time with me like Mary is. I don't come to earth every day. I'm not going to be around much longer. My life is finite. It's going to come to an end. You know, the, the Son of God doesn't come to earth at the time and you're jeopardizing the small amount of time that you get with me to do dishes. You always have housework to do. But today you have God sitting in your living room. Take advantage of it. Don't worry about the appearance of his house. If God is omnipotent, he knows what your house looks like already. <laughs> Think about that. 
After having five kids, I realized that I lost my energy to keep up the expectation that I was always going to have my house perfectly ready. I figured out years ago the laundry will pile up faster than I can fold it. And the papers that come in those school backpacks every day are going to come in faster than we can deal with them. You know those papers. And, and they come in all sorts of colors. And they all involve something you need to remember to do or bring or fill out. And that's in addition to the app I got for it. But the papers keep going. And they're going to come faster than I can deal with them every single day to sort them all out. And the credit card offers will pile up faster than I can shred them. And there are fewer hours in the day than there are things to do. And if I'm going to live my life and I'm going to enjoy things and spend time on my spiritual life with my God and my church and my family and get outdoors while I'm at it too sometimes, then I'm going to have to put aside the Martha that's in me sometimes. If I'm going to get enjoyment out of life, I'm going to have to cut back sometimes on the cleaning and some of the distractions. It pains me. It's not easy. But it has to be done. And here's another truth I've learned from all this. You only have time in the day for things you make time for. There's always more to do. You know, we live in a world where there's always more to do. If you're bored, open your Tucson Weekly. Right? It'll give you places, a, a plays, music venues, operas, where to get cannabis, the state of cannabis, the laws about cannabis, regulations about cannabis. They have a thing at the weekly about cannabis. But if you're not into cannabis, they still got lots of stuff for you to do. There's no shortage of things to do. There's always, but there's always distractions. Do we make time for the things and the people that God puts in our lives? First of all, do we make time for God? And I know this is not easy. And I don't judge. I always am envious of these people who sit there and they post on Facebook and Instagram this beautifully lit picture of their Bible laid out with this nice cup of coffee with a spiritual inspirational phrase on it, you know, like, God, coffee, blessings, and the sun hits it just right, and there's the devotional book, and they're like, I'm, I'm beginning my day with God, hashtag devotions, hashtag Bible study, hashtag blessed, you know. You know, you know what happened if I sat down and put out my cup of coffee in the morning and tried to do devotions? I got people got to get pants on. <laughs> Let alone worry about God. Got to get pants on. Got to get teeth brushed. Got to find your backpack. Got to find the shoes. Which couch did you put the shoes underneath? You know, I'll admit it's not the most spiritual. Then I head off to the gym. That ain't the most spiritual. Dear blessed, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. doesn't work. So you have to make time. You have to make time for things. Make time for your friends. What about your marriage? Do you make time for it? More than one marriage has fallen apart, not because anyone cheated or did anything bad, but because it just kind of drifted, became business partners, so busy with distractions. Those are all things you have to plan for and make time for. How many choices does God put an opportunity in your way and give you a chance at something 
but it isn't on the schedule. You know? That's what Jesus did to Martha and Mary. He just showed up. He had an invite into the house, but he just showed up. Mary took the offer. Martha blew it. How many times has God put a person in your life that you didn't expect? Someone who could change you for the better, but it's not the right time. I'm not ready for it yet. That This could be a great person for me, but, you know, I still haven't done my backpacking trip around Europe. I haven't gone clubbing in Ibiza. I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen Machu Picchu and made partner yet. I'll, I'll call you back later. It might work, it might not. You could, do, you could do all those things with someone, or you could blow a potential opportunity because you, want, you aren't willing to work on God's time. You put things aside for God and friends. When the old friend's in town, do you drop everything and invite them over, or do you worry about the laundry? Do you have time to invite the people from church that you haven't met as much over to that football game? Or do you worry about whether there's laundry in your room? Or do you say, when everything's clean, I'll do it first? If you do, if you follow what God puts in your life, there's a lot of great stuff God puts in your life. There's a lot of great stuff waiting for you. God's a giver of opportunity, of friendship and presence. God appears to every one of us at some time and puts people in our lives that can bring us blessings and joy. Don't miss out on it because you're distracted trying to do something else first. Amen.